Welcome to a special series here on the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast called She is Uncompromising. Women are constantly told to sacrifice ambition in order to have the rich family life that we all deserve. That's a lie. When we quietly accept this lie, we kill an important part of ourselves and our destiny. We compromise who we are until we end up unhappy and failing to fulfill God's plan for our life. Total life success means the baby and the business, the thriving marriage and the growing company, purpose and profit, destiny and dedication to the path that is predestined for you. It's whatever makes you happy, whole and fulfilled. My latest book, She is Uncompromising, reveals the hard-won lessons and spiritual truths that can help all women take control of their lives. It's filled with poignant scriptures, intimate stories, practical exercises, and it's a must-have blueprint for building an unbreakable foundation of faith, family, and abundance. You can grab your copy today at tatumtamia.com book or click the link in the show notes. Over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be sitting down with people who exemplify this same message by being uncompromising in their own life. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Blessed Embossed Up podcast and another installment of our series called She is Uncompromising, where I sit down with people that I've been able to glean from and who just, in my opinion, exemplify this message of not settling, being uncompromising and going after everything that God has for them. And so in this episode, it's all about being 50 and faithful, 50 and thriving. Um, I'm sitting down with Miss Linda Gorm. She's one of Anchor Media's clients and someone that I'm personally proud of and am so excited to talk to because I encounter just talking to entrepreneurs and talking to women of all ages. Sometimes you get to the point where you feel like it's too late. It's too late for me to do what God has called me to do, or my time has passed and all of these negative thoughts that keep us stuck in settling for less than what God has for us. So I wanted to talk to you because I love working with you and just seeing with your uh, podcast and what you're doing, how you're just, and even you all, I love how you're always honest about, I'm nervous. This is new. I'm uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but you do it anyway. And this, it, that's so important. So let's start with you just talking about the 50 and faithful brand and we'll we'll go from there. Okay. Oh, thank you so much, Tatum, for having me and mm-hmm. wanting to interview me. So as <laughs> always, you know, I say that uh, this is new for me and it's truly out of my comfort zone, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm just willing just to, to, you know, just step by faith and I am excited. Well, the uh, to tell you a little bit about the brand, the brand for me is to help women to become their best. I want to encourage, to motivate, and to um, motivate them to step out on faith mm-hmm. and to just um, live their best life and find your joy. Mm-hmm. And I think you do a great job of that with the podcast. So why now? Because much of the brand is like this over 50 brand, but I feel like that's something that applies to everyone. So what is it about this particular period of life that you want to hone in on? 
Uh, I think for me, I have decided to get out of my head, to get out of my um, doubt of that I can't do it Mm -hmm. and just step out on faith that I really, I can. And it's Mm -hmm. just amazing how once you make that decision to definitely to do it, how doors are just opening. God is just opening the doors. He's told me that I could. Mm-hmm. But it was just me in my head thinking mm-hmm. that I couldn't. And once I truly said, okay, I- I'm going to do this, it's it's just been amazing. Now, mm-hmm. it has, now you know you do find some obstacles, mm-hmm. but you learn how to, to, to deal with those and just keep moving. Let's talk about getting out of your head for a minute, because this is something that, I mean, I deal with often. Most people do. Mm-hmm. What is that process? And especially when God is calling you to do something, usually it's very scary. It's probably new. It's probably outside of your comfort zone. And so that's what triggers the self-doubt. You being in your head overthinking and maybe even procrastination. And then the, as time goes by, that just makes the self-doubt worse because you feel like you may have missed your opportunity. So what are, are some strategies that you can give someone who finds themselves in their head that's keeping them stuck from really jumping and and taking that leap of faith into whatever God is telling them to do. Right. Uh, What I do is I do it. You know, I, I say not, not, not today. You know, I have, I have to admit, I do self-talk. I talk to me and say, Linda, get it together. You know, Mm -hmm. just, just do it. And whatever the outcome is, Mm -hmm. learn from it. Mm-hmm. And that has been what what I, I'm doing. Do I at times um, procrastinate? Yes, mm-hmm. I, I will. But I I try to. I, I'm a planner, so I try to. I, I'm known. I will write things down and uh, just make note of what I need to do. And I pray often. Mm-hmm. I pray and ask the Lord to guide me, you know, so my morning devotionals are very important for me to get my day started mm-hmm. and to just encourage, you have to encourage yourself mm-hmm. to move through. Got it. Got it. So you mentioned earlier about the brand just being all about, you know, women and, and just being empowered, encouraged to do what God has called them to do. What is it about this marker of 50? Right. I'm not 50 yet. Um, mm-hmm. But what is it about this stage of life that the encouragement is needed for even more for for women? Yeah, I, I think that at times we focus on others more mm-hmm. so than ourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, prior to 50, you may have children and you think, oh, my focus are, you know, is the kids. So I, I can't do uh, anything that I really want to do. You might not even think about it. I have to admit, for me, it really wasn't there. Mm-hmm. My main focus was my my husband and my children. That, that's what I thought about. And that brought me happiness was mm-hmm. to see them uh, thrive. And, and but then it came, uh, got to the point where they've gotten older and I just, it's, it's just become about me. Mm-hmm. 
And then I'm just learning to do it. Of course, I have grandchildren and my, you know, my kids are adults now, but, and I also feel like I have so much that I can give. Yeah. And I have the time to do it. So what is that process of rediscovery? Like, right after you've raised your children, they are grown, they have families of their own. And now, like you said, you have time again, it's back to you. You've enjoyed that season of your life. And I think that's wonderful to be able to, you know, start your family, enjoy it all the way. And then, you know, God blesses us to, you know, continue to grow and to get older. And you have another opportunity to live, you know, your life for yourself and what he has for you. So what's that process of rediscovering you once that season has concluded? Right. I I pretty much look at what is it that I enjoy doing? What mm-hmm. is it that I feel like that I'm good at? And I, at this point, I'm not just doing something just because I need to do it. That's just like if you almost like a job that you're in, you're just going for the paycheck. At mm-hmm. this point in my life, I'm doing something that I, I enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy helping women. Mm-hmm. I enjoy seeing the change and, you know, understanding that, that they can do it. And um, just, just like how I feel. I I want someone else to feel that joy and I'm willing to take the time to, to talk about it. And, you know, we can just go through this journey together. Mm -hmm. So why podcasting? Cause (laughs) you know, you have your podcast and uh, this is a new venture and you're really breaking out into establishing this brand. What made you want to choose podcast? And I'm curious. I know that's the same thing I was asking the Lord when it was just, (laughs) you know, I'm an introvert, even though I do have a lot to say, I just don't want to say it. Mm -hmm. But uh, I I think it is a door that was in my mind closed for me. But Mm -hmm. then as I listened, start listening to podcasts and I was listening to your podcast and it was like, I was thinking, wow. And then you had your retreat. Mm-hmm. And I thought, hmm, maybe I'll give that a try. Yeah. And I, and you know, so podcast became something that I, I at night, I just like wake me up, I would think about it. It was something that <laughs> was, and I always say that if you think about something often, it's just like on you, it's mm-hmm. the Lord. And I have to step mm-hmm. back and say, okay, I'm listening. But I I still don't know why, but this is what you want me to do. I'm going to do it. But I I think at that point, I didn't know the why, but I know the why now is that he wants me to to reach others. There are other women who are like me. They're in their head, feel like they can't do it or think that they're too old, Mm -hmm. you know, that they missed that opportunity and they're not. They have not. I love that. Have you been, I mean, going into this online space, is this your first time building a brand? It is. How intimidating has it been in this just huge online world now coming in and having your voice be heard? Um, It is quite intimidating. I I think the biggest thing is that people can be so negative. So I have Mm -hmm. to learn how to deal with the negativity. And really, I am not an online person. I'm not, I have a Facebook account, but I'm not on it. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I have an Instagram account, but I'm, you know, I really don't, but I'm learning that I need to. And I, and that's another step that I have to pretty much just make myself do it mm-hmm. be, because all of it is not negative, you know, negativity. It's some really positive things going on out there, but it's something about the negative that's kind of stands out to you. And you think about that and thinking about how I know everyone is not going to love me in my opinion. So they'll have something negative to say about that. And that's okay. Cause you know, you have the right to your opinion and that's how you feel. How have you felt now that you're in a space where you've stepped out? I mean, we're finished recording. The podcast mm-hmm. is coming out soon. You're here on this platform. Just all of these things. Cause you mentioned earlier about the way that you overcome that self doubt and those nerves is to just do it. How are you feeling now that you've done and, and built some bricks leading up to, you know, this branch coming out? Does it, does it feel good? It feels wonderful. It feels like, wow, I really did that. I mm-hmm. actually recorded, you know, those episodes and it's going to come out and people are, are, are going to, to hear it. You mm-hmm. know, it's just, um, it's such a change for me, but it, I welcome the change. And I'm, you know, I, I'm just excited. I know I've said that probably 50 times, but <laughs> truth, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So let's talk about the podcast for a second, because you are really covering some hot topics this season. (laughs) I've enjoyed listening to it for sure as we've been recording. So one of the things that you're talking about is how to find happiness in your 50s. So what are some tips that you can give? Because we have people of all ages who listen to this show. So what are some tips that you can give for women who are approaching this milestone to find their happiness and find their joy in this second half of of life, as they call it? Right, right. And I think you have to do some self-evaluation. You have to determine what, what makes you happy, not what makes others happy but what makes you happy Mm -hmm. and be okay with the fact that what makes you happy may not make others feel as happy as you do and you just have to have confidence within yourself and sometimes it's really a hard thing to do and I think something that really helps me is that I journal Mm -hmm. and to write things down is is just really helpful for me. And then to go back and read it, because really you find, you see your growth. Mm-hmm. You see how, how you know, you're reading like, wow, you know, was that me at that point? Yeah, it was you. And mm-hmm. you see how you have changed. And it really uh, helps you. And, and, you know, I always say two things that you enjoy. And sometimes we have to do things alone. We may not always have someone to come with us. And I, I would admit, and I have to say on this podcast, I'm going to be very honest, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, in where times that I felt like I wanted to, to go out or, you know, maybe go to a play and nobody else wanted to go. My thought was, well, can't go because I don't have anybody to go with me, but it's okay to go out by yourself or to, to have dinner by yourself. You know, sometimes we just have to to do some things and self-care is important. 
Mm-hmm. I have a whole lot, Tatum, but I, I could say that we need to, you know, things that we could do to, you know, just to just to grow in. Yeah, I love that. I love to go out by myself. I'm I enjoy my own company. I'm quick to be like, I want them. I'm a Maryland girl. I want some crabs. I told my husband today, I was like, the first day of maternity leave, I'm gonna go get me some crabs because I just want to sit down, crack some crabs open, listen to some music, and just be, you know, mm-hmm. by myself for a second and nobody mm-hmm. is just bothering me. But I think that's something even for no matter what stage of life, just yeah. always prioritizing finding your joy, never forgetting what makes you happy and doing a lot of it because life is going to be life at every stage. You know, it may be harder to do when you have a family. It's probably still hard once your family is is grown up because now it's like, oh my goodness, like you said, I'm not taking care of somebody else all day. So now what am I supposed to do? So just I think that's something that applies across the board is just prioritizing your joy and your happiness and and just diving into that and not being afraid to do it alone if necessary. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This episode is brought to you by NPR. I recently had a 90s and 2000s party for my birthday last week. And what was so funny is I had a bunch of different things from that whole era growing up. And one of the bigger parts of that era was talk shows. We had the Oprah Winfrey show. We had the Montel show, eventually the Tyra show. And just seeing Black representation in the media was so important for me back then because it made me realize that I can do anything. You know, I'm seeing people who look like me and it empowered me that much more to use my voice and pursue a career that I'm now in, in media. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's newest collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there is no limit to the range of Black stories and Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always centered in the telling of America's story. Now we are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes across NPR's podcast that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. Something something else that applies across the board is prioritizing your health. Mm -hmm. And we, uh, a previous interview I did, we were talking about how sometimes the older generation doesn't always 
keep it all the way real with the next generation. And the Bible even says how the older woman, I think it's in Titus, how the older woman is supposed to teach the younger woman. And we were talking about this around like parenting and uh, maternal mental health and things like that. But I think it applies here too, when it comes to taking care of yourself. I <laughs> Something that I ask questions about now, because like my mother and my aunt, they always fanning. And I'm like, uh-huh. why are you always hot? Like, what's going on? Girl, you're going to find out in about 20 years. And I'm like, what? But it's, and so I, I overheard my mom fussing at my grandmother one time. And I thought it was so funny. But she was like, why you never told me about menopause? My grandmother was like, girl, I don't even remember that. So, <laughs> <laughs> But it's just some conversations we just simply don't have. And then as right. we get older, taking care of ourselves matter. So can you speak a little bit about, you know, the importance of taking care of yourself and how to do that um, before 50 and then over 50? Right. Uh, Taking care of yourself, whether it is physical or your mental health is really, really important. I think I'll start with mental health because sometimes people feel that they should not even mention that you know, they may need to see a therapist. And I think as the years have gone by, now it's a little different. I think back when I was probably, I would say maybe in the 70s or or way before then, it was uh, taboo. People did not talk about mental health. We would say things about, oh, you know, she crazy or he's crazy, but really he or she should have been on medication. You know, something was going on, but we it was a, a, a something that was hidden that we just did not discuss. But um, I, I think now, and I listened to um, a, a podcast, and the person mentioned that we should use, uh, like with mental health is just like you get your physical every year, mm-hmm. you should also see a therapist once, if it's just once a year just mm-hmm. to make sure that you your, your mental health is in line. So I, I strongly encourage people to um, take care of their mental health of, along with their physical health. And it's not, you know, something that we, we should talk about. We should talk about getting your, your mammograms. And mammograms, they, too, they talk about it, but they kind of wait Till a certain age. And my thing is, if you think something is wrong and you're in your 20s, then let your doctor know. You know, think about that, especially look into the fact if you have other family members that have that problem. You know, so it, it's our physical health and mental health is very important. And I will definitely talk about that, you know, on, on, the, on my podcast. Something else you discuss is loving your body at every age. And I believe this is also something that's not discussed enough. Like when I, my mom will always joke with me and and say, I'm the one who gave her stretch marks, right? (laughs) You did this to me. (laughs) But even me, as I'm having children in the stage of life where I'm growing my family, my body looks different at 31 than it did at, at 21. And sometimes for me, that's a huge adjustment. I'm like, man, like I used to, I look at old pictures, you know, Facebook do the Facebook memories. I'm like, uh-huh. they got to stop doing this to me because I'm looking, <laughs> man, 
I was so slim, but just as I get older, it's harder to lose weight. It, my body's just different. I'm a grown woman and, and look like one versus, you know, being in my early twenties and being a stick. Um, but I know, you know, even as I, I grow older, my body is still going to change. That's and so right. what are some ways that uh, as women and even now with like social media and everything, the quick fix is always like surgery, mm-hmm. get this done, get that done. And I'm not against plastic surgery at all, because if I ever needed some lipo, I'm going to go get it. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> not yeah. as a confidence fix, though. Right. But as a, I think I just want to make this change to my body, but doing so while still loving my body as it is. And so what are some, some ways that are some tips that we can love our body at every stage? Right. I I think that we have to understand that as we grow older, our bodies changes, things change. So, you know, you, I have to, like, I've learned to embrace my curves. That is who I am. And I've had my curves for a very long time. So I was that kid. Now I wouldn't say they were curves when I was five years old and I would go visit my aunt in North Carolina. And I always had, uh, I say, they're not thunder thighs, but big thighs. And it was something about that, that they thought was the cutest thing. So they (laughs) would dress me up in these little short uh, dresses and they thought it was the cutest thing. But even back then, when I was that young, I was I didn't feel the same way that they felt about my legs. So they have been a part of my life for a very long time. But I just learned to e- embrace it, even though I do say things, you know, I might make a, a comment because it seems the big thing is is getting a uh, uh, imp- butt implant. And I mm-hmm. think, wow, I could loan them some. I will not loan them. <laughs> I could I could give them a little bit of that and try to to understand this change of wanting to to have that when you know something for so long that I was trying to fight and and pretty much get rid of but I finally mm-hmm. got to the point that you know I just have to embrace my curves this is the way that God has made me and I'm just going to do it but one thing that I found very important was that I had to learn to change the way that I eat, you know, that your health and look at the, you know, not just do it because people say, oh, the end thing now is to be a vegan. Mm-hmm. No, you know, you have to make a decision about these food, read your labels, uh, do some studying on the stuff, you know, whether you're eating seafood or, um, whatever it is you're eating, just do some studying on it. Learn about how it affects you because food affects everyone differently. You could eat something, I eat it, and it just uh, makes me feel awful, or, or I just don't. My intestines are saying no. You know, but it's it's not something that is good for me. So you really have to study your body. And I think doing a food journal is a good thing too. Along with, you know, maybe journaling every day, but journal about the food that you're eating and how it makes you feel. So what does that look like? It's today I ate spaghetti. Yeah, Monday through through Friday, you can do breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And it really helps you understand because sometimes you can eat something and you just feel tired or, mm-hmm. you you know, it just doesn't 
make you feel good. I, the thing is, once you eat, and I am no dietitian, but <laughs> I know that certain foods affect me in a certain kind of way. So mm-hmm. if I eat something and it feels, it makes me feel heavy or it makes me feel sleepy, then I, I should not eat that. Mm-hmm. You know, I should not be eating that food. There, there's a price. It, it's not processing well in my system. Yeah, I, I've learned that the hard way. I've talked on this show oftentimes about, you know, changing my diet. And one of the things I had did was I took a food sensitivity test. And mm-hmm. um, the test showed me what it does is it tells you things that your body reacts to, but mm-hmm. it doesn't tell you how your body reacts to it. So what they instruct you to do after you take the test is to do a food elimination diet and then see how you feel. Mm-hmm. And so um, I eliminated chicken, uh, chicken um, eggs were a top of list for me, vanilla was top of list for me. And what I, and so with that, there of course there's a ton of things that eggs and vanilla and all of that is in. And when I um, started doing the elimination diet, I realized that vanilla in particular gives me heartburn. So every time I would eat pancakes, mm-hmm. every time I would eat like French toast, anything, especially baked goods, I will always have heartburn. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, now to be honest, I just take it sometimes because I love pancakes so. <laughs> <laughs> to me, the lesson was have, <laughs> have some tums nearby. But <laughs> but even something like dairy, I remember just like not feeling great. And I was in mm-hmm. prayer. I'm like, God, I'm like, why do I f- feel like this? I work out. Um, I don't eat terrible. Like, what what's going on? But it's like dairy. So after eliminating dairy out of my diet, my sinuses are good. I used to have sinus headaches all the time. I'd be worn down, all of that. So eliminating dairy, I had more energy. Um, I didn't have sinus headaches ever anymore. I could count on one hand how many I've had in the last year and a half of not eating dairy when I would have like five, you know, within like a week or two when I was consuming dairy. And so even for me, you know, at my age, just paying attention to what I eat is very helpful. And even as women who are called to, do great things. We ought to make sure that we're filling our body up with premium fuel and we want to live long. You know what I'm saying? Like I want to live to at least a hundred prayerfully. And so in order to do that, we have to take care of ourselves. I'm really glad that you, that you touched on that. Yes. Yes. It's very important. Now the exercising part, maybe you could tell me about that one. That one is a struggle. (laughs) I had to get a trainer. I was like, listen, if you leave it up to me, I'm not going. So I know if I'm paying you and we decided that we were going to be here this day and this time, I'm going to show up because I respect you and your time and I'm paying for it. Leave it up to me. I wouldn't do it. That was my solution. I was like, I need a trainer because I can't do it. (laughs) I won't do it. I I know me too well. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. A trainer's good. I mean, that's when I would do it. I mean, the thing is getting started, even getting started. You get started and to follow through with it, you know, mm-hmm. doing on your own. So maybe I'll, I'll get a trainer because <laughs> I, I just, you know, I'll do it one day. And, and then, then that's it. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> so what advice, as we wrap up, what advice would you give to a younger woman? Because I always think about that Bible verse I talked about of the older women teaching the younger women. And so what are some things that you will tell younger women 
that we can do now to just make sure that we're thriving in every stage of life? Yeah, I, I when what comes to my mind first is always how important it is to communicate what mm-hmm. is going on with you, how you feel, um, what your plans are, mm-hmm. and don't hold back on things because you're afraid of how it's going to make someone else feel. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, you're going to take others' feelings into consideration, but you don't want to hinder your life because you you were so worried about how others might see you. Mm-hmm. So be your authentic self. You know, I think that's the something that I would tell the young me mm-hmm. who were who felt that it was really important to make others happy mm-hmm. and not, you know, uh, make myself happy. That's good. That's good. And I, I can actually see the correlation to that, how hard it may be. Once you are retired or empty nester, how hard it is to find yourself because you've neglected yourself for for so long. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, tell everybody when or where they can listen to your podcast, the 50 and Faithful podcast, and what they can expect this season. Okay. Well, you can listen listen to my podcast on all all podcasts of uh, venues like uh, Spotify and Apple. I, I'm going. I plan to be everywhere, all over. <laughs> yep. And we are going to talk about dating at 50 because mm-hmm. that is quite an adventure. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know, we we also will talk about um, learning to to love yourself, learning to. Uh, be your authentic self, finding your joy. We, we will talk about uh, being a widow, um, also divorce. I want us to um, just pretty much take this journey together. Some of the things that we will discuss are things that I have gone through, things that I'm currently going through. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just want to uh, be want you to be honest. I'm going to be honest and we are going to laugh and cry together. (laughs) Yes. So by the time this comes out, the show will be available everywhere. So I'll make sure that the link is in the show notes for you guys. The 50 and Faithful podcast. Miss Linda, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. And I'll talk to you next week.